This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Someone finally told me that I'm blasting everyone's ears off with the intro and the outro music, so I'm going to try and fix that for this episode, and I'm going to try and speak a little bit louder into the microphone, and hopefully it'll sound better. I'm not a sound engineer, but I try my best. It is Sunday, and yesterday we had Milo's second birthday party. I cannot believe I have a two-year-old. Most of you probably know it was a Toy Story-themed birthday party, so what I did was I found all the Toy Story toys that we had hidden in the house because sometimes they cause major tantrums when he can't bring them to bed or into the bathtub, and I busted them out for the party. And we quickly regretted that decision at bath time, and then again at bedtime. It's totally my fault. I am the worst. If I have a party that's a certain theme, I literally want everything possible that fits into that theme out for decor purposes. But, ugh, it was such a bad idea. What I did was when Milo was napping, I set up all the decor. My husband was cooking and when Milo came down from his nap, he was wearing his woody t-shirt and we got him all ready and he came downstairs and I had placed a Woody and a Buzz figurine on the table that had the cake and all the decorations on it. I placed them like they were sitting on the edge of the table and it looked really cute, but that's what he went for as soon as his feet touched the floor. Just a little bit of a backstory on these toys. A few weeks ago, my mom came to visit and on her way to Toronto, she stopped at a Winners and she bought these two figurines. She was like, oh, my grandson loves Woody and Buzz. I'm going to buy these two little action figures. Uh, he's going to love them. Makes sense, right? Like what a nice grandmother. He did love them. Actually, he was obsessed with them and it was an unhealthy relationship and he would move their legs like bend their arms and legs in certain ways and then he would start crying and he would be so upset and we would try and like straighten their legs straighten their arms figure out why they were making him so upset but he also did not want to let go of them so it's not like we could just take them away without a massive tantrum so he had them for like half the day and then we snuck buzz and we hit him when he wasn't paying attention. And then with Woody, he had like a death grip on him. And eventually my husband put him in his pocket really quickly. And then he did notice that he was gone and he was a little bit upset for a while, but then he got over it and he forgot about them. But then of course, idiot Renee has to bust them out for the birthday party. And that's all he played with the entire party. Like he barely even wanted to look at the people that were at the party. Like he was just focused on his Woody and Buzz toy and that's it. The only time he didn't care so much about having them right in the grip of his hands was when he was eating his cake, which is understandable, right? Like he was busy, he was loving his cake 
And that was the only time that he didn't have them in his hands. And I mean, he got some pretty cool toys, like a remote control car. He got like his little Dyson so he can pretend to vacuum, which any other day he would be all over these new toys that he got. But he was just fixated on the Woody and Buzz figurines. I Like, I can't even explain it. It's so weird. So, okay, during the day wasn't such a big deal. You know, he wasn't crying over their arms and legs being bent in certain ways anymore, which was great. Um, But then it came to bath time and Woody, the Woody one is electronic. So you can press his little star on like the badge on his chest and he'll say stuff. So we didn't want him bringing Woody into the bathtub. And this is where the night took a turn and it was a freaking meltdown. And I was totally prepared for this to happen. So in my mind, I was thinking about a message that someone had sent me on Instagram and they were saying, you know, it really helps when we try and get our child to understand and put the toy or the toothbrush or whatever it is in a certain place, like on their own terms. So you explain it to them and then they will go and put it down. And it's way less traumatizing than if the parent is just kind of taking it away from them, right? It's like you explain and then they're doing it on their own and it's like it's their choice to do it. So a couple days ago we did this because sometimes when he uses his little electric toothbrush that also has Woody and Buzz on it. Yes, I am totally that parent that sees things at like Walmart and the grocery store that has Woody and Buzz on it and I just buy it because it makes him happy but then it bites me in the ass later. So anyways, the other day we tried that method with his toothbrush because he doesn't want to let it go sometimes before bed when we're brushing his teeth. So we explained to him tried to get him to put it down on his own and it actually worked like he just got up he walked over to the night table and he put it down and that was it so I was like wow this really fucking works so going into bath time last night I knew he was going to want to bring his little woody figurine in and I didn't want it to go in the water because he talks and it would break it obviously there's there's got to be batteries inside So what I did was I took a little push cart thing that we usually have books in and I cleared one of the areas on the cart and I made Woody a little bed. And my thinking was that we can explain that Woody has to go to bed too and that he can't go in the bath. So here, like, let's put Woody to bed and we'll put, you know, I put pillowcases in there to use as Woody's blankets. And I thought that would work and it really didn't. He literally just had a death grip on Woody and he was saying, no, no. And then he started to figure out that what we were trying to do was get Milo in the bathtub and not put Woody in the bath with him. And he did not like that. He started to get really fussy. So I was like, fuck it. Like Woody can go in the bath because we needed to give him a bath. He was covered in blue icing and I was like, Woody might get ruined. He might not talk anymore, but whatever. He's going to have his bath with Woody and then we'll try to get him to put Woody in his own bed after the bath and before we put Milo in his crib because I didn't want Milo to have Woody in his crib because I was thinking he'll just slip through the crib bars as he's playing with him before he falls asleep and he's going to lose his goddamn mind if Woody falls on the floor and then he can't get to him. It's really amazing all the things that parents think about 
just in a regular day. So Milo brought Woody into the bathtub. He stopped talking fairly quickly and he didn't really mind that. He kept trying to press the button to get him to talk, but he just stopped talking and that was that. And then we went onto our bed. We dried him off, put on his cream, you know, same routine as usual. He had his bottle. And once he finished his bottle and we brushed his teeth a little bit because brushing teeth is a whole other issue right now, we tried again. We rolled Woody's bed over and we tried again to have him put Woody to bed. Initially, he did place Woody in the bed and I thought, oh my God, oh my God, it's working. This is going to be great. We could just do this every night. He can put Woody to bed, but he quickly picked him back up and would not let go of him and would not put him back in his bed. So for a while we sat there and we were looking at each other like, what the hell are we going to do? How are we going to get Woody? And really in the end, we were like, well, he's going to have to have a little bit of a tantrum and or a lot of a tantrum and we're going to wait it out until he's calm and then he can have some water, snuggle his other Woody stuffed doll and then we'll put him to bed. And oh my God, when my husband took it away and brought it into another room, it was insane. And it was heartbreaking because I know he loves that toy so much and he doesn't want to get rid of him. And it's so sad to see how upset he is. His tantrum lasted for what seemed like forever, but it was probably like 10, 15 minutes and then he calmed down enough. We got him some water and all of a sudden he would hug his stuffed Woody doll because initially when we were trying to trade the figurine for the stuffed Woody, he would just like slap the stuffed Woody in the face like he didn't want him at all. So after he finally calmed down, he had some water, he snuggled his Woody doll and then we put him to bed and he played in bed for a while and then he fell asleep. We quickly hid Woody and Buzz and they're still hiding and I'm debating burning them in the backyard, but maybe one day he can have a healthy relationship with them, but that day is not today. Other than that, the party was great. The decor really turned out. I love Pinterest. I just get an idea off Pinterest and I go to Party City, to Dollarama, wherever I need to go and just get the supplies and the day of the party, just like whip it up. And so far it's working out. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there, and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. 
And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. I was thinking about doing an entire podcast episode just about children's birthday parties because I hear insane stories. Right now, Milo's pretty young. So, I mean, the birthday parties are mostly just family and they're small. Um, But once he gets school age, I'm a little bit concerned. Like, I've heard crazy things. And for that episode, I'm probably going to have you guys message me and tell me stories, but I've heard things about how certain schools make children invite the entire class or they can't invite anyone. Has anyone else heard this? Which I mean, that's a nice idea to include everybody, but that is freaking expensive. If you want to do anything that's somewhat special on the birthday, that's expensive. And I was talking to Jen uh, about this the other day because we brought up this topic. And she was saying how when she was younger, she would have her whole class come over for her party. But it was literally just like playing in the backyard, eating hamburgers and hot dogs. And I feel like nowadays parents like go above and beyond for birthday parties. And it's like a never ending vicious cycle because your children's friends, parents are doing the same thing. And you don't want to be the parent's that aren't doing a big birthday because then your child feels bad. Parents were probably pretty stoked about the whole pandemic thing when it comes to planning a birthday party because, I mean, their hands are kind of tied as to what they could do. So that was probably nice to, you know, bring birthday parties back to just being small and family and putting more of the focus onto the actual child and the fact that it's their birthday as opposed to like, how big and amazing can I make this party? Another thing Jen and I were talking about was how involved kids are nowadays with certain TV shows or characters, uh, movies. And she was saying that it's common now for if kids don't have cable at home or they don't watch, you know, the most popular TV show, then they're left out at school with their friend groups because they don't follow the same TV shows that they do. It's funny because when Jen and I were growing up, one of our friends didn't have cable in their house and it wasn't a financial thing. It was a sports thing. They had five kids, I believe, and they were so involved in sports that there was probably never time to watch TV anyways. 
And they never got made fun of as far as I know. That was never a thing when I was growing up, I don't think. I don't remember TV shows or movies being the focus of any kind of like social interaction with my friends when I was growing up. Anyways, Jen and I laughed when we were talking about this because, you know, our friend that we knew growing up that didn't have cable, she's now a pediatric dentist out of Harvard. Her sister is one of the stars of Canada's Olympic hockey team. Her other siblings play professional hockey. Like, it's it's crazy. Scholarships to Ivy League schools, you know, they're not, uh, they're doing okay, I would say. But yeah, it's crazy to think nowadays that kids would get bullied or feel left out or not be accepted in a friend group or something because they don't watch certain TV shows. Like, that's crazy. And again, Milo's not really at that age yet, so I don't know what's going to happen, but... I hope it's not like that. Anyways, if you guys have birthday party stuff to tell me or something about, you know, the not having cable or not watching certain shows and being bullied or left out, please let me know. I'm so curious about these topics. All right. It is Monday afternoon. I just had, well, I tried to have a nap while Milo naps, but my body wouldn't fall asleep, but I definitely rested because I feel groggy. I like to record the solo podcast episodes on two different days because I'll start the episode on, let's say, Friday, and then over the weekend, I'll think of stuff that I want to add to it, and then I can add all that stuff on Monday. Um, So yeah, now it's Monday. This is not what I had to add, but I thought it was so funny to hear what people's childhood crushes were because I really thought that we would all have the same answer. I was like, everyone's going to say Nick Carter, Hanson, Justin Timberlake. Actually, now that I think about it, not one person has said Justin Timberlake, which is crazy. The reason I got on this topic was because I was making questions um, for the Mom Room Community Zoom chat, and I thought a funny question would be, who was your childhood crush? And for me, hands down, it was Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and then it was Hanson. So I asked the question on the Zoom chat, and I think there was about like 15 or 20 of us, and I went through each person to see who their childhood crush was, and the answers blew my mind. I shit you not, somebody said the blue ninja turtle. That's a true fucking story. Somebody else said the Malfoy kid from Harry Potter also random. Somebody said the aggressive or the annoying elf from the Santa Claus. Like what? There was Devin Sawa from Casper. So I expected that for sure. One of the moms was younger than me, a lot younger than me. And she said Justin Bieber. And I was like, duh, of course. And then there was Elijah Wood from Lord of the Rings. Like that cracks me up. Oh man. Like, not just Elijah Wood, like Elijah Wood from Lord of the Rings. I think his name was Frodo. Like, hilarious. And then we had Leonardo DiCaprio. That's understandable. And AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Wasn't expecting that one. And then my friend Jen said Ryder Strong. Remember Boy Meets World? So funny. Anyways, I wanted to share those with you guys and ask you guys 
who was your childhood crush? What I'm going to do is make a post on my mom room Instagram account, the main account, and I'm going to ask who your childhood crush was and then everyone can answer in the comments because this just fascinates me. So look out for that post. But what I wanted to talk about right now was house shopping when you have children. The reason I've been thinking about this topic is because right now we moved to the GTA, which is the greater Toronto area last year, and we are renting a house right now. We didn't know where we wanted to live. We didn't really know the different communities, the different areas. So we found this house. It was a nice house and it was really difficult to rent with two dogs. People just do not like dogs, understandably. So we went into renting this house with the idea that in a year or two, once we learned the different areas, we would buy a house. So we've been here just over a year and our landlord messaged us saying that he is going to put the house on the market soon, which makes sense because houses are selling like crazy in Toronto right now. And sellers are often getting over asking price, so it makes sense. But now we're like, shit, we have to find a house. And I'm kind of happy about it because I really wanted to buy a house and settle in and just know that I'm staying there for long term and decorate and, you know, change things out that I don't like. All that fun stuff. I watch a lot of HGTV, so that's where this comes from. I haven't done one thing, obviously, to this rental because I knew we were staying here very short term, so I haven't done anything to it. Ideally, I would switch out the light fixtures. I would, you know, buy area rugs. I want new dishes for the kitchen because we've literally been using IKEA dishes for like 10 years. And like, I mean the same dishes and they are, they are hanging on by a thread. But I always tell myself, Let's just wait until we buy a house and then we can settle and make it what we want it to be. That's where we are now looking at houses. Because we are on the outskirts of the GTA, we have the option of looking at more rural homes or homes that are right within a city or community um, in like your typical subdivision. For me, my ideal home would be a more rural home that has privacy, a big lot, and you don't necessarily see your neighbors. And the house would be something very fixer-upper, if you know what I'm saying. Joanna and Chip Gaines. I'm obsessed with the idea of like a modern farmhouse. Obsessed. Again, because I watch a lot of HGTV. And homes like this do exist, but not in the cities or in the towns or communities. They are rural houses, so there's nothing else around them. So initially, I was looking at houses like that, and there's quite a few of them. But the more I actually thought about what it would be like to live there with Milo, it starts to just not make sense. And I'm like, ugh, damn it. And to be totally honest, I used to be the person that was like, why do parents make decisions based on their kids? Like, live your life how you want to. Your kids will adjust. Like, geez, why do they make these dis- these big life decisions because, you know, they want their kid to be going to a certain school or near a park? Well, fuck you, old Renee, because that's literally what you're going to do for Milo. 
And before I had kids, I don't think I realized that if you don't make choices that make it easy on your kids, then you're the one that's going to suffer, not your child. So if we decided to get a big farmhouse, you know, outside of the city, and I had to drive 20, 30 minutes to take him to the park, have play dates with his friends, go to soccer practice, go to baseball practice. Like, I don't know if he's going to play those sports, but I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? Actually, to be honest, I hope he doesn't play an outdoor sport. I would much prefer basketball or volleyball, something that's inside because I don't want to sit outside in the rain or not ideal weather. Yep, I said it, but please don't message me. I'm not going to force him to play something he doesn't want to play or do something he doesn't want to do. I'm going to follow what he's interested in, but that's just that's just how I feel. I don't like outdoor sports. So back to the houses. If we bought a nice rural house, I would be constantly driving into town. Once he's at an age where he can just go outside and play with friends, he wouldn't be able to do that because there's nobody around because we're completely isolated. We're not in a neighborhood where there's sidewalks. It's literally just farm roads. So it's not like we can just walk down the driveway and go for a nice walk because that's not how it works in rural communities. And it would probably be a dirt road. I would never let him ride his bike or just go out and play um, because the roads are too busy and they're not safe. They're narrow and they're farm roads. Now he can't go out and ride his bike around. Like all these things come into my mind now and I'm like, oh, there's no way we can live in a rural house. God forbid he does after school activities or, you know, is on some kind of sports team because who's going to drive him home after these things? I'm going to have to go pick him up. Like it's just never ending the things that I'm thinking about. He wants to go to the library. He wants to do anything. It's, you know, now it's a 20, 30 minute drive into the city. So we, I think, have decided that we are going to get a house in the city um, close to my husband's work and close to schools, close to parks, close to everything that Milo is gonna start to get into as he gets older. And I totally never expected to make a decision like this based on my child, but it makes sense. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Lil Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon Plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. 
you quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right, the quality is unmatched, you are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner. They have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment and there's also a glossing detangler, which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair is too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. So I'll keep you guys posted on where we're at with houses on Instagram and kind of that journey that we're on right now. Um, Maybe down the road when Milo's 16 and he has a driver's license, I can get my rural Chip and Joanna Gaines uh, type farmhouse. But as of now, we are going to be likely a suburban family. But you can bet your ass if it's one of these I call them cookie cutter houses, you know, because they all look the same. Uh, I am going to spruce the shit out of this house and it is going to look like a cozy little farmhouse in a freaking subdivision. If you could think of other big life choices that people make solely based on their children, let me know on Instagram. I'm very curious about this topic because I was not expecting this to happen, but I know if we get a rural house, I'm the one that's going to be fucked in the end, like 100%. Oh, joy. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Thursday's episode is with Dr. Danielle Watson. She is a naturopathic doctor and we talk all about hormones. It is super interesting. So we discuss hormones in pregnancy and then in postpartum. And if you're like me, you know that any kind of symptom you had during pregnancy or in postpartum, if you googled it, 99% of the time it just came up that it was due to hormones. So I'm sure everyone will get valuable information from Thursday's episode. And yeah, it's pretty eye-opening that hormones are the cause of so many things, but we really don't know that much about them. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at the.mom.room. My blog is renearena.com. I have been featuring a lot of other mom stories on my blog, which I love. So if you want to write something for my blog and share your story, your experience with something, um, just email me. I did start a mom room community on Patreon. So if you go to www.patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the mom room, you can sign up for that. We have a private Instagram account. We do bi-weekly Zoom chats. Uh, we had our first one last night. It was super fun. 
We are also going to be doing one-on-one podcast episodes where I'm chatting with moms in the community and the episodes are only going to be available to the community. So I'm looking forward to getting that started. I also have a Moms Supporting Moms t-shirt available for purchase through Letters and Lucy. If you go to the link in my TikTok or my Instagram profile, you will see a link that you can click and it'll take you right to the t-shirt. I am anxiously waiting for mine to arrive in the mail. I guess I'm going to go downstairs and eat some leftover birthday cake. Um, Thank you guys again for listening and I hope your children sleep tonight. (laughs) 